This is HPR episode 2911 entitled, My Internet Connection, it is hosted by Jezra, and is about 11 minutes long, and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, abbreviated harangue with a smattering of skewed expertise, while describing available lists. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. HPR listeners, time zone appropriate greeting to you. My name is Jezra, and I have been having trouble uploading audio to the HPR servers. The workaround is quite simple. I upload my audio recording to a separate server, and when I am putting my recording into a time slot and they say, where's your audio? I say, it's over here on this other server. The reason I have to use this workaround is, in my opinion, because of my internet service provider. So I'm going to tell you now how I connect to the internet. There are three primary ways in which I connect to the internet. Through my ISP at home, through my mobile provider at home, and through my mobile provider not at home. And let me explain. My home internet service is satellite and I get that through the despicable company called HughesNet. On top of my roof is a satellite dish pointed to the south, specifically pointed at a satellite in geosynchronous orbit parked above the equator about 25,000 miles. When I make a web request from my browser, it goes from my computer to my router to my... HughesNet terminal modem, which goes through the satellite dish 25,000 miles up to the satellite, which then goes 25,000 miles down to a ground station in Amarillo, Texas. The signal then travels over normal internet wires to a server somewhere, picks up the data that is requested, goes back to the ground station, up to the satellite, then back down to my terminal, through my router, back to my laptop or whatever device I am using. In total, looking somewhere around 100,000 miles for the round trip. And that leads to, at a minimum, 600 milliseconds of latency. Just to test that out, I'm going to fire up Terminal. And I'm going to run a ping. I'm now pinging Google server 10 times just to see what's going on. Doop 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 doop. Ping, ping's happening. Ping's happening. Almost done. Almost done. Almost done. Boom. Ten packets transmitted. Ten received. Zero percent packet loss. Awesome. Time 
one, uh, 706 milliseconds. So there you go. Ooh, the maximum was 1,224.014 milliseconds. That is the round trip for using contemporary satellite service. That sort of latency mixed with jitter and other network interference makes using a satellite system for two-way communication extremely problematic. And I cannot use that for work if I need to have a video conference with anyone. The service I get from HughesNet is advertised as being 25 megabit per second down, 3 megabit per second up. However, that only counts towards 10 gigabytes worth of data. Once I've used that 10 gigabytes of data, my speed is throttled to 1 megabit per second. HughesNet advertises a throttled speed of between 1 and 3 megabits per second, but I've never received anything faster than 1. I have called and asked if I will ever see above 1, and they have told me that 1 is within the range of 1 to 3. They might as well say between 1 and 5, 1 and 5,000, 1 and 5 million, because that would also be true that I am within that range. Anyhow, fuck HughesNet, let's get on with the story. When I need to make a low latency connection with the internet, and this would be used for either video communication or when I am remotely accessing a computer through SSH, and I don't want a 800 millisecond delay between when I press a key and when I see it show up on the screen. In, in this instance, I will hotspot through my Verizon connection. And there's a difference between connecting to Verizon at home and connecting to Verizon when I am not at home. And the difference is, when I am at home, I need to use a $500 signal booster that is mounted on a 25 foot pole in order to get reception good enough to actually connect to the internet. With this setup, I can get speeds of six megabit per second down, maybe one megabit per second up. Rarely do I get one megabit per second up on my Verizon system running through the signal booster. Typical speeds will be between 200 and 800 kilobit per second. When I have a meeting where audio quality and video quality is the highest priority, I get in my van. I drive a quarter mile down the road, which also elevates me 200 vertical feet, at which point I almost have line of sight with a nearby communication tower. I sit in my van, connect my laptop to my phone, and I can get 40 megabit per second down, 30 megabit per second up. And that is excellent. That's perfect. My van's nice and comfy. The only problem is that I have to park in the sunshine, and a van in the sunshine is pretty much a greenhouse. It gets hot and sweltery rather quick. It is what it is. It is my connection. The big downside to connecting to the internet through Verizon is that I'm spending a lot of money for 15 gigabytes of hotspot data. It's what I need to do, and so it is what I do. But if I'm paying $100 a month, I would like to have a bit more than 15 gigabits of data. Oh well. 
So what does the future hold? What are the other options for internet? Well, currently, there are no other fucking options. That's why I have the shit service that I do. Due to geography, I do not have line of sight from anywhere on my property to a communication tower within the general area. The closest tower is 1.8 miles north of me. Technically, it is 9 degrees east of True North, but that knowledge is only useful when pointing the directional antenna on a signal booster. There are two WISPs, wireless internet service providers, that cover the general area from the local communication towers, if there is line of sight, which I don't have. AT&T has received hundreds of millions of dollars from the FCC in order to provide internet service to areas like mine, and they do provide service, apparently, uh, because I have received tons of marketing material saying that it's available, and I had the installers come out twice, and both times the installers said it will never work because there is not line of sight with the tower. So even though AT&T is fully aware that their signal will never reach this area, they still got free money from the FCC to attempt to provide internet service to this area. It should also be noted that AT&T has informed the FCC that they have hooked me up to the internet five times, as well as hooking up all of my neighbors. Pretty much straight up lies. The FCC doesn't care. Obviously, AT&T doesn't care. <sighs> What a fucking bummer, man. Pretty much the only way I will ever get decent internet service is either through SpaceX's Starlink Endeavor, which is the constellation of low Earth orbiting satellites, or possibly another company providing internet through low Earth orbit satellites. Unfortunately, the other company that appears to be going on the right path is OneWeb, one of the companies that is helping them is HughesNet. So even if I switch from HughesNet to OneWeb, HughesNet will still be involved. So I know exactly how bad their support is going to be. The other option is municipal broadband, which is never going to fucking happen where I live, because that would involve an investment by the local government, or the state government, or the federal government none of which have any interest in providing internet service to the customers, but they sure love to create policy that maximizes the profits of corporations that refuse to invest in their own infrastructure. Wow, this could just be a rant about how much I hate ISPs and the government. <sighs> to hell with it. I'm going to go outside and plant a tree. All right, take off. Some time has passed. Whew, boy, I'm glad that it did. Nothing gets me heated quite like discussing my internet service and wasteful government spending that is supposed to be improving my internet service. I have not yet planted the tree. I will go and do that soon. But I wanted everyone to know that my focus on negativity should not ruin your day. You should go out and have an amazing day. And I'm going to go try and have an amazing day as well. Look on the bright side be amazing. Thank you. Have a wonderful day.
You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.